Welcome to the Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. Okay, trailer cast listeners. I have um, an incredibly gifted guest here with us today. Her name is Lisa Oliveira, and she is doing new things in the world of therapy, new things in the world of Instagram, and Instagram meets therapy. So I'm thrilled to have her on here today and to allow you guys to listen in to what it's like to hear two therapists talk. <laughs> so Lisa, welcome to TrailerCast. <laughs> <laughs> I love that introduction. <laughs> Listening to two therapists talk. I feel like that's probably a dream of many people. So <laughs> or, or a nightmare. It could be a nightmare. Right, know? exactly. <laughs> Potentially both. It's so I But I'm happy to be a part yeah, of it. <laughs> I, it's fun because I think people will be like, wait, what? Like two therapists doing what? Like maybe two therapists at a bar, two therapists like at a you know, <laughs> like what would happen? So well we kind of use this conversation as as a window in for people to hear behind the scenes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So tell us, start with who you are. Would you help us understand um, who you are, person, profession, or otherwise? Yeah. So my name is Lisa Oliveira and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I live in Oakland and I have a private practice in Berkeley. Um, I'm also a writer and that's an identity that I've been leaning deeper into over the last year. Um, and yeah, I work a lot with primarily women who are experiencing a lot of self-criticism, identity shifts, anxiety, depression. Um, and yeah, it's such an honor to do this work. Yeah. And I, I find myself growing and changing and shifting along with the work that I do. And yeah, I find that a lot of times the work I do as a therapist just really mirrors so much of what I see with clients mm -hmm. and with people in general. And yeah, that's like the, the least, the least descriptive description <laughs> of what I do. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's totally right. Cause like, how do you take all of therapy and all of you and then put that into a one-liner way for people to get to know you like not no so that was a, that was a great take right because that's a part of the way you are and a part of how you do things but no way the entirety yeah yeah I've been exploring this a lot recently actually just because I've been getting asked so much like what do you do and what's your work like and what is it like being a therapist and it's one of those things that's so dynamic and fluid and ever changing and so hard to pinpoint with words. Yeah. And so, it, yeah. It actually feels like parallel to what a client might experience when they first come in, like, Oh, where do you want to start? And it's like, where do I want to start? Like, how could I possibly like cue you up to speed with my whole life and then help you help me help you <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right yeah it's a 
it's a human, it's a human problem to learn how to navigate matching words to experience. Exactly. Yeah. And I think just taking into context, like all the different facets of who you are and what's led you to what you do and what informs what you do and what you bring to it and the other parts of who you are outside of these specific identities. It's like, it's just so complex. Yeah. Well, I think even also like the freedom for that to be in a process of evolution, that what like drew either one of us to this field might not be what sustains us, might not be what is the thing five years from now, but would maybe just be a a ever evolving part of who we are. Yes. Yes. I love that. And I think I'm kind of right in the middle of that right now, like right Mm -hmm. in the middle of, yeah, letting shifts and change and Mm -hmm. evolution and movement be okay. And kind of exploring that, which have allows me to just have so much empathy for, for clients who are in the middle of that sort of unknown in between space in whatever way they are. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So give, paint me a a more specific picture. What originally drew you, like what was your route to become a therapist? And maybe we can plug into like where we are now. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I became a therapist because of my own experiences in therapy and because of my own story, you know, I think a lot of people have had their experiences in therapy and had their own suffering and their own challenge. And, and I think with those things, we grow this sort of different capacity to sit with Mm. that in other people. And, and I think just, we grow sort of a deeper kind of empathy for, for knowing what that's like in our own way. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I had a lot of really transformative experiences in therapy as a client. Um, And I kind of always knew like from my first experiences as a client, like this is so meaningful and so powerful and, and so connected and rooted to just a lot of the values that I have and a lot of the traits that I have as a human. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I eventually studied psychology in undergrad and I took some space between that time and grad school and worked with female foster youth at a group home, Amazing, um, which was just incredibly powerful mm-hmm. work. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, just put me sort of right up front to the experience of what it's like to really sit with people in the depths. Um, yes. yes. And that experience really so provided for me, like, yes, this is a path that I am really committed to and that I feel like so deeply in my bones is for me. Um, and so I, yeah, went to grad school. I got my master's in counseling psychology with an emphasis in marriage and family therapy. And since then I've worked in schools, I've worked with families, I've worked um, in community-based mental health, um, I've worked at a college, and and now I'm in private practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, so much has ebbed and flowed and happened within that time. Yeah. And, and I've learned so much from so many different kinds of work that I've done. Um, and I think, yeah, just what I've learned the most is that no matter what setting you're working in or no matter what kind of therapy you're doing or 
what population you're working with. Like so many people are just striving towards the same thing. So many yes. people like need to be seen and heard and felt. And so many people are striving towards connection and belonging and discovering who they are underneath the layers that get buried on top of those things throughout our lives. And totally. Yeah. It's just, it's been such an honor and has continued to teach me so much about myself as I continue doing my own healing work too, which of mm-hmm. course never ends. Never ends. <laughs> never ends. It's yeah. It's been, it's, I mean, it's, I can't think of a better gift than to sit with someone and to just witness them opening themselves up to their experiences. It's profound. It is profound. Yeah. I love hearing, um, another person put words to it because it's like in my spirit, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Cause (laughs) it is that it's all that. And it also makes me reflect back on being like an, a very novice therapist and the feeling of, but like, what am I going to do for that person? And, oh, and how am I going to um, help that or heal that? And now I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay. Um, what, what you just shared, the idea of people needing to be seen, heard, that we can bear witness to their experience, like therapy innately, inherently in and of itself is healing and it also like is the verb healing it is the noun healing like the whole process is the thing (laughs) right right and I think that's why it can be so hard to put into words because so often people are looking for like specific measurable things which of course I mean are a part of therapy in some ways yes and there's also this like really non-linear non-descriptive like non put into words experience that happens happens when you're sitting across from a human who's like fully with you. Yes. And and I think there's, for me, there's a sense of like uh, authenticity that comes from that concept because if it wasn't that, then it would feel formulaic. And then if it's that, then it's not therapy. So Mm -hmm. it feels like, yeah, we, of course it's going to be this like ambiguous amoebic organism living organism uh, because it's real and there's two people engaging in this experience and relationship so yeah it's not going to be the same or a formula or a direct court response cause action right right and I still relate to what you said when you were starting out and wondering like how am I going to fix this person or how am I going to heal them how am I going to change everything for them and it's yeah, it's a journey to lean into recognizing that that's actually not why we're here. And that's, mm-hmm. that's not actually even what's helpful. And yeah, right. Yeah. Or what's wrong or what's wrong. Right. Like I think, right, right. Sometimes I think it's, we're not fixing people because there's, there's nothing to resolve in that way. No, we can exactly. meet a person, but we're not fixing broken people. And I think that's what I wish was reclaimed in the therapeutic space that that's the job of therapy the work and the art the craft of therapy is not fixing brokenness it's like joining humanness yes oh my gosh can you put that on a shirt (laughs) I love that so much yeah yeah man it's so true it's so true 
Okay, so some of the things that are different, though, about the way that you're doing your work, because there's a lot of therapists, a lot of therapists who listen in here, but um, you have something unique that you're doing on Instagram, um, even recently featured in the New York Times. So, mm-hmm. yeah, girl, talk me through that. <laughs> That's huge. Yeah, it's been pretty, pretty wild. Um, yeah, about uh, like a year and a half ago, um, I decided to start sharing just some of what I gleaned from this work on Instagram as a way to share my writing and to, to just open up some conversations around these things that are often so kept kind of behind the office door and behind closed walls. And, and I, I knew that there were some other therapists who had started sharing their work on Instagram. Um, but there definitely was not as big of a wave of emotional health and mental health being talked about in a public forum in that way. Um, and yeah, people just really resonated with it. And I have just really learned how many people are seeking these conversations and these insights and these ways of thinking and these practices. And, and for me, what has been so incredible is just seeing how many people are feeling more empowered to, access support, whether that looks like going to therapy or implementing tools and rituals and practices into their lives or having hard conversations with people that they love or journaling or whatever it may be. I see just such a huge wave of people kind of taking their healing and their well-being into their own hands, which is so inspiring. Right. Um, And And it's been, yeah, such a gift to see just all the unique ways so many therapists now are, are taking this work out of the confinements of what it has Mm -hmm. looked like for so long and making it really accessible to people, you know, and you are certainly part of that with everything that you're doing and with the different kinds of, of ways you're bringing this work to people and, and meeting people where they're at. Um, which is again just so inspiring to me oh it's isn't it fun like isn't it better this way like (laughs) I I, I feel so much more free it does it and I don't like I don't love thinking about things in terms of better best right wrong but there's a sense of like uh permission and like that that freedom of how can if we can learn even like what we're doing right now talking openly together about what this is and then other people listen and they start talking openly about their experience then like socially like in our true like um, societal archetype we we're going to start lifting like because we're going to know how to talk about these things um with language that's more informed and experience that's more informed and then i feel like there's like less shadow space like in our society because now we're like shamelessly thanks to Brene brown like (laughs) able to like hashtag vulnerability is now a thing and it's it's a mysterious beautiful thing to be a part of opening the doors to these conversations and getting it to where people are before they're in crisis Yes. Yes. I love that. And I, I totally agree that I think, I think that shift is coming and I think it's Mm -hmm, happening. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really wild to witness and it's wild. Like, yeah, we are kind of a part of this bigger movement of therapists and people doing this work who are really pushing to make it more human. Yes. Yeah. Which is, 
Yeah, even that feels like a breath of fresh air, right? Like that we're again we're not we're not focused on sickness, diagnosis, um, illness, broken, wrong. Like while there is room and that is a part of what the art of therapy looks like, it is not the sole focus. It's not like that um that linear, like, oh, you check this box and that symptom and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, like this is you can have all those things, but you're human first. Right. Right. Yeah. It's so powerful. And, and I think it's, it's allowing more people to see that they deserve to be seen in this way and that they don't have to feel broken or, or whatever it may be in order for them to know that they're worthy of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Um, question. I want to know, like, what are, like, what are things, I know we've danced on this a little bit already, but what do you want people to know about therapy? Like for people who've like never been, um, the most they've done is like stalked your Instagram and listen to this <laughs> podcast. Um, what do you want people to know about therapy? I think I want people to know that therapy is for them and that Therapy is not at all something that needs to be hidden or that needs to be shut away or compartmentalized or saved for only the deepest of pain or saved for only the biggest of challenge. I think therapy can be a space to to work through and heal pain and suffering and challenge. And it can also be a space to to step fully into who you are and to embrace shift and change and to embrace self-exploration and, and growth and identifying things that you want in your life and, and identifying paths that you can take to get there. And so I, th- something that I hear all the time is like, how do you sit with pain all day? Oh, and- <laughs> I get that question all the time about being a therapist. Like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you hear sad stories all the time. And I mean, sure, that's a part of being a therapist, but it's also like we get to witness people overcoming. We get to witness connection. We get to Mm -hmm. witness, you know, growth. We get to witness people getting in touch with parts of themselves that they have lost. Like, we get to witness all these incredible things that people choose for themselves when they allow themselves to show up in this space. And when they allow themselves to know that, that it's okay to do that. And in fact, it's Mm -hmm. to do that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. God, I, yes. And yes, again, (laughs) it's so true. It's, and that's maybe again, another misnomer is that, um, therapy is not sad. (laughs) Like, Like maybe we could expose that for, um, debunk that myth for a moment that, um, as a therapist, you are not the sole container for pain only, you know, it's, you also are the container for their joy and their growth and their victory and their overcoming and their reclaiming and their re-identification. Like you get to have a front row seat to all that beauty that most of the human population does not get to see in doses like that. So that's, yeah, it's such a gift. It is. is. It's something that I reflect on really often, like how lucky I feel to be 
a small part of these humans lives who I never would have known if, if it weren't for this experience of therapy. Yeah. Yeah. This field or your education or your opportunity to be in private practice, like all of those things as like, as gifts to be able to then like, I think it's like that pay it forward or that butterfly effect where it's like, and then what beauty healing freedom does that release in their life, which then they contribute back into the world in some other way. It's like it, we're a part of a chain that feels like it's ongoing and ever evolving. Yeah. Yeah. I think another thing that I would want people to know about therapy is that therapists don't have all the answers and Mm -hmm. don't have it all figured out. And Mm -hmm. we're still on this path as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course, therapists need to be doing their own work and getting consultation and making sure they don't bring their own stuff into the room. And I believe so strongly that working human to human and not expert to human is how real change happens. Yep. Um, And such a big part of that for me has been letting myself reclaim the fact that I'm also a human who is traveling on this path right alongside everyone else. Um, and I think yes. there's long been this idea that therapists are like up here and mm-hmm. clients are down here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I've been exploring a lot and that I really like reminding people of, um, to kind of sort of examine that, that power differential that is in, yeah. in, in therapy. And yeah. 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 I like that. I like that topic because it's, you're right. When we, when we bring in the power differential into the room, we can excuse ourselves from having to actually intimately connect to our therapist because we push them into a spot of like objective expert rather than like human witnessing my pain. Totally. Totally. Which can feel a lot more safe. And so it's so understandable why so many people do just put us in this position of like, fix me and and tell me what to do. Right. and it's such a beautiful process to be able to kind of, yeah, continuously yeah. and gently redirect people towards their own knowing and towards their own wisdom and towards their yeah. own ability to actually do the work with themselves. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that came up when we were just reflecting on that is the idea that therapy is also more than a job. Mm-hmm. Um, that the other way we can try to um, avoid intimacy in a therapeutic relationship is telling ourselves that our therapist, it's just their job and that I'm just a number on their day. And it's like, whoa, like when we reduce, uh, that relationship to a financial exchange, then we give ourselves permission to not have to again connect. And it's like, wait, like therapy is more than an occupation. It is, again, it's like this shared human experience relationship and, getting to kind of confront that fear. Like, am I significant to my therapist? Mm-hmm. I love that question. I love when that comes into the room. I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to share my love for you and my heart for you. My, the way I carry you with me outside of the 50 minutes were allotted. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I don't know how I would do this work if I didn't like fully and genuinely and really presently care so deeply for these people that I get to sit with that I feel so lucky to get to sit with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so important to explore and, and to recognize, you know, how, how much safer it probably would be if it were like going to 
you know, a physical therapist who's just checking your symptoms and telling you what to do, you know, sure. that, that sure. so much yeah. less vulnerable than really knowing someone is fully hearing you and, and just being in that with you. Yep. It's, yeah. So then on the other, the other side of that is the sense of yes, human to human. And also that the therapist has had, uh, a master's degree level of education and or higher, like X amount of hours supervised by another therapist. Like there is also um, intentional, uh, what is it, experience gained that allows like for you to be a guide of some sort, a joiner and also a guide, a fellow and yet also like participant, but also a guide. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that such an important sort of balance to continuously hold is yes, knowing how much experience we do have and things that we have been privileged enough to learn and to, to experience professionally and, and holding that with people while also Mm -hmm. knowing that we're not only entering the room with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a balance of yeah, drawing from professional experience and expertise and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. knowledge and, and all of that. And also drawing from that human to human connection that's so yeah. vital and yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, because it does. It feels like it's it's all. And maybe that's maybe the subtle art is knowing when to lean more into what. Yeah, yeah. I do think about it as like there's like this mysterious way of mm-hmm. mixing in both professional, you know, research-based, evidence-based. Right. With like the soulful, human, vulnerable connection. And mm-hmm. I know there's very many spaces that really hold both of those things. And there's not totally jobs that, that have to hold kind of two sides of, of right. the work. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun to be like, okay, if I'm working with someone, I can say, okay, so professionally, here's what I know. Right. Mm-hmm. But personally and, or personally, here's what I know. And that both, um, are weighty. Whereas in like, I think other places experience or personal experience isn't given as much weight, but I'm like, as a human in my own suffering or in my own healing, like I know in my bones this, and I swear sometimes that has so much more power than like evidence-based practice because people as a human, when you're hurting, you don't care. (laughs) You don't care what the book says. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's where like, yeah, being really present with the person you're sitting across from so that you can know what they're actually needing in that moment. And you can know what part of you is actually being called to to show up mm-hmm. with them in that moment is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's like back to that word like witness. It's like when I think about like the role of a witness in court, like what are we witnessing to? Like are we in a witness to and sometimes it's to the professional space or I'm in a witness to the personal space, but we're gonna give give witness, bear witness to that experience that's going to most help the person like who's there working out their stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's so that's such a beautiful comparison. Love this. this is so fun. <laughs> I could talk about this stuff forever (laughs) all the time. And yeah, and it's kind of like, yeah, sort of like healing is not linear and there's no like right or wrong or 
specific way of doing it or specific answer. It's like, it's all so fluid and so much movement. And, And I think as we grow and as the profession grows and as our clients grow, like it can look different and it can show up differently and it can transform in so many different ways, even just, you know, within working with someone. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's also beautiful to just witness like the overall process of, of therapy. Yes. Yes. And how yes. changing it is. Mm-hmm. Are you working on any fun projects? What are you, what are you doing outside of direct one-on-one? You mentioned writing. What does that look like? Yeah. Um, I'm currently writing a book. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is really exciting and scary and overwhelming and all of those things. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's a, a newer project. Um, and yeah, I'm doing a lot of brainstorming right now because I, I'm having this poll to do more than just one-on-one yep. work. And I'm, I'm, haven't really listened to to that poll for a while, but I'm okay. really starting to listen. Yes. And I'm, yes. Yeah. I'm craving like community and bringing people together and doing some of this work in a more in yes. space. Yep. Yes. And I haven't quite figured out what exactly that's going to look like for me yet, but that's yeah, something that's really listen, right yeah, now. Yes. Listen to that. Listen and, and lean in and ask those big questions. I I want to give like so much affirmation to that. Um, even if you don't know what it looks like, you can still go towards it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And yeah, it's just such a strong, like, it's such a strong calling to me right now. I'm like, people need spaces to gather, yeah, yes. like, be seen and, and do some of this work witnessing other people doing the work and yeah so that's kind of a project that I have brewing but that hasn't quite been totally steeped yet um okay okay (laughs) you know I'll tell you that what I was as I was in a similar process of trying to figure out like I'm like I'm on the cusp of finding that thing and saying the thing and I was with um, my friend Britt and she said um Elise whatever it is you're thinking dream bigger Hmm. I was like, oh man, like I already thought I was dreaming bigger by, by already thinking outside the box this way. And it's like, so I just always want to pass on like that piece of information as, or that word of encouragement as well. Like whatever pull you are sensing towards creating a gathering of people for healing, dream bigger. Like don't stop until it's, that's it. You're holding that wild dream in your hands. You're sitting at the table you set. Yeah. I love that. And I, I'm putting that in my pocket to, yep. to come yeah. back to because yes. yeah, just from sharing this work on Instagram and from seeing just how many people are exploring these themes and wanting to learn more and do more and wanting community. I'm just yes. how, how much of a need and how much yes. value there is in, yeah, just finding other ways to bring this work outside of just traditional one-on-one therapy, which I think you're doing so incredibly. Um, And yeah, I think you're such a role model for finding unique and different and meaningful ways of sharing so much of this work with people kind of, yeah, in a way that's more, more accessible to them and that's meeting them where they're at and that's providing 
different kinds of spaces to explore these things, which is so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, I hear like that. I'm like, yeah, like when, when you experience something good, you can't help but want more of that good thing. Like, it's like, oh, oh, this could be cool. Oh, that could be cool. Oh, that's different. That could be cool. And it's like, it, that process of creativity feels like it has a life of its own. Like I, I often don't feel like, oh, I'm making something. I feel like something is happening and I happen to be participating with creativity. Right. Right. Like you're just latching on to these yeah. ideas yes. coming through yes. you. Yes. It's like totally Elizabeth Gilbert's big magic. Right. You know, like, yeah, it is. It is that it's like, and I think that that's kind of why I like watching, um, like this catalytic experience. Like I'm on a more macro level that there's a room for a lot of therapists to do a lot of good work. Cause there's a lot of people and more is more like, it, <laughs> like the, the more of us doing more of this work, the better we're all going to be. Yes. I think it's so true. And I think the permission slip to, yes. to start dreaming big yes. is, is yeah. Becoming more and more granted by our culture and by therapists and by the people who are wanting to do this work. Um, yes. Which is, again, just so inspiring and yeah, has me thinking all the time about what's next. <laughs> totally. Good. I love that. That's a good question to ask. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Cause it's like, I, I don't I know my husband would like, he's going to listen to this episode and laugh at me, but it's true. It's like, if I'm not dreaming of the next thing, like something's wrong. Like if I, if, I, if it's something else is not already in motion while I'm already doing something, then I feel dead. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, okay, yeah. this, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. the day that yeah. I stop thinking about what else could be possible, the day yeah. I... Yeah, just, I, might, I might retire. Like I will probably be in retirement. <laughs> right, right. Because I think it's just I think more is just going to keep becoming possible as yeah. You know, some of the barriers and the walls that have been in place around this kind of work are sort of being dismantled a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Okay, Lisa, where can people connect with you? Like in the easiest way possible what's your instagram handle website like where do you want people to find you after listening today yeah so i think instagram is the best place that's kind of where i share the most and a lot of other people are sharing really amazing work there as well um my instagram name is lisa Oliveira therapy and that you know my there's a link to my website and to things that i'm working on and and other other things that are coming in the future will be shared there Good. as well. So Good. I think, yeah, I think that's the best place. Perfect. Yeah. Cause I, I think that like, that's my, my hope is like, it's almost like this baton that keeps being passed around where it's like, like that the ways in which we can all find each other and direct people to the right person is like, yes, please people listening, go w- read what Lisa is writing and what she's sharing. Cause like when you're, when I for sure stalked the heck out of your Instagram, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> like truth, truth, bomb, truth, bomb, truth, bomb, truth, bomb. And it's, it's very user-friendly. Like being able to scroll through your feed is like reading a book. So it's, yeah, it's beautiful to get to, to see that. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And like I said, I, thank you for everything that you're doing. And I hope that, yeah, I hope someday we can connect and collaborate. Yeah. Lisa, let's call it out. Let's just do that. Let's just make that happen. Like I, I, feel like more now than ever. Um, I, I, yes, 
like, I, I thought like if there's people that we connect to, I'm like, Ooh, like that is a solid connection. Um, let's meet and talk and dream together and see what comes of it. And maybe it's something that's for you or for me or for us, but it's like, wouldn't that be neat to just start making those things happen? <laughs> yeah. I think it's so important to, yeah, to not do this work alone and to know yes. that dreaming doesn't have to happen alone either. Yes. 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 It's so much better when, when it's together because we can, we really have something to offer like that sense of like, okay, push further into that idea because you're right there or like, Ooh, I tried this and this is what I saw. And yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Done. Everybody listening. This is where it happened first. This idea was born here. (laughs) This day and say that that's where it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll remember that too. It's good. Um, Anything else, anything else like that you want to communicate publicly that you want the world, the world to know? (laughs) That's a major question. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I guess that I just, I just really believe in human beings capacity to heal. Yeah. Like I really believe in our ability to overcome things and to grow and to change and to connect. And I think therapy is a beautiful place to do that. And I also think that there are so many different avenues that people can access, you know, this power within themselves to move towards healing. And I think it's part of all of us. Um, And that's something that I always try to remind people of is like, we're meant to heal. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yes. That's so good. It's, I, I, yeah, I'm so thankful for our conversation today. And it's like, it feels very hopeful, like in hopeful for people listening, hopeful for the, for the human experience, for therapy as the, as the profession grows, as we think about the future of what wellness looks like and people getting better, that it's, it's possible, it's available, it's accessible. It could be different than what you thought it would be, but that is 100% doable. (laughs) Yeah. So good. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that we got to connect. Okay. You, you have a good day. Everybody listening, have a good day. Find Lisa um, and consider this invitation to your own work um, to think outside the box with how you can pursue um, the fullest version of who you are and that you would be able to have like confidence, curiosity, uh, playfulness, and joy as you approach what the rest of your life looks like. Um, consider who you want to have be a, like a fellow journeyman or a guide. Cheers. So, <laughs> cheers, everyone. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you are interested in beginning your own work in therapy or coaching, you can go to www.elisesnipes.com. Follow me on Instagram at Elise Snipes Collective, where I will be sharing more with you throughout the week. You can get in touch with me to suggest a topic for the show or to ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered. Or just say hi by emailing me at elise at elisesnipes.com. Remember to subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends.